This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. I'm Bunny Michael, and this is the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to the part of you that already has the answer. Well, it is a sunny day here in Brooklyn. I'm sitting here at my desk, staring out the window, watching the people walk by. I'm really PMSing. I thought I'd just share that with y'all. So of course I've been tearing up at all these little things. Like, I don't know. For example, last night I finished watching the final episode of this reality show called Alone. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but it's a survival show. And in the end, the, the guy that won the show was like hugging his kids and telling them how much he loved them. So of course I'm like, crying tears are running down my face i'm such a freak about this reality show though i love it they drop 10 people into the wilderness to try to survive separately and um whoever survives the longest totally alone wins and they film themselves the whole time and it really comes down to the mental and emotional and spiritual capacity to be alone and not talk to anyone or have any contact with other humans. And I think that's why I like it because you see this whole emotional trajectory because they film themselves the whole time. And at the end, they always discover how grateful they are for their family and friends in their real life. And, you know, it just gets me. <laughs> I always like to fantasize about, if I was on the show, what a cool shelter that I would build and if I could actually, like, find my own food and catch my own fish anyway. So I promised myself that at some point in my life, I would build my own shelter in the wilderness. I don't know when that's going to happen or where, but I'm going to try to make it happen. We all have goals, right? All right, let's see. Oh, Yes, Valentine's Day is coming up this weekend. Oh, it just kills me that we have one holiday to like express love. I'm like, oh geez. And I really don't like how it's so focused on romantic love as if that's the only kind. But I do really like the aesthetic and the candy, so I will give it that. Even though this holiday has traditionally been a capitalistic exercise in heteronormity, we can just think about it as another opportunity to be in the awareness that love is always within us and always all around us. So in that way, we can celebrate however we want to. So let's think about some loving things we can do for ourselves and for the people in our life this weekend. Hmm, 
I'm pretty good at doing things for other people, but I'm having a rough time thinking of a Valentine's Day gift for myself. Maybe it's just to not do anything, like exerting no effort for the day. Like no project, no nothing creative, no cooking, anything, like nothing that's about an outcome. I need to just not do anything because I have to give myself those boundaries or else I'll just turn the Valentine's gift for myself into something I need to accomplish. And the whole point is that I need to have no need for accomplishment that day. So we'll see. We'll see what I'm able to not do. But I hope you do celebrate the love in your life and the love you put out into the world every day. I mean, what could be a more important thing to celebrate? All right, that's enough of my gabbing. Let's start the first question. Hi, Bonnie. Just want to say, start by saying um, thank you for this podcast. Really grateful for everything that I've learned. And I know um, everyone that listens takes something from this. So just want to share that um, gratitude with you. I, uh, ha- I'm going through something right now. It seems really small and it's going to seem really silly in a week, but, um, it's just, I don't know. It's like I can't deal with it in a way that I know my higher self would approve of. And so I'm hoping to get some insight on that. Um, so the story is that, my sister-in-law's mother made two batches of cookies, um, and one for that, one for my brother and his fiance who live in a different city, and one for our household, myself, my mom, and my dad. And she did this because my mom was going to visit them, my brother and his fiance. And so she picked up the cookies. She took. both sets of cookies to this other city. And one of them was clearly labeled for our household. Um, And I don't know why it's really kind of triggered me in a way. It just seems like a metaphor for um, my whole childhood. And I'm... It brings up a lot of, um, like, oh, I'm going to shower my favorite son with twice as much affection and acceptance and um, stuff and kind of leave dust for my (laughs) daughter. Um, So I've just gone through that, or that's been kind of a theme of my childhood is feeling like, oh, there's a favorite and it's not me, and getting the, um, sorry, I'm on my period, so emotions are higher than I think they would normally be, but I'm trying to just accept those, um, you know, recognize them and stuff. I should probably re-record this, but um, this is the one that I've gotten the furthest with so far, so I'm going to stick it out. Um, but yeah, so just, so right now I'm in the middle of making my own batch of cookies with the intention of sending them a picture to my mother and saying, Oh, I'm going to go take them 
to your mother-in-law, you know, all for me and whoever I choose and none for you, basically, which is just not who I want to be. I don't like that part of myself that seeks revenge. And, um, yeah, so any advice on when emotions are running high and you want to hurt someone that hurt you, um, knowing that it's wrong. Um, and I know like this is over cookies and not over housing or racism or climate change or anything important, but, um, would love your advice. So thank you so much. Um, love you. Love everyone listening. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for your vulnerability. And this is not about cookies. This is about a wound you have in your relationship with your mother. So please don't diminish your feelings and experience. Our relationship with our parents and caregivers goes so deep because we want to feel loved and accepted by the people whose job it is to love and accept us. Otherwise, there must be something wrong with us, right? But the truth is our parents are just other people who are also wounded, who get it wrong, who make mistakes, and who can often disappoint us. I don't know what your past relationship has been with your mom, but I can say from my own experience, sometimes our parents have no clue what we need and how their actions hurt us. I don't think your mom wanted to hurt you by this. Maybe she thought your brother lives in a different city so she doesn't get as much opportunity to do things for him and she could always cook you something later at home. I don't know. But this isn't a question of whether she loves you or not. She does love you the best way she knows how to right now. Is it possible to communicate to her how you feel or what it is that you actually need from her? I grew up with a younger sister and an older sister, so I was a middle child, and I often felt overlooked. I was also the only gay one, too, so that didn't help. (laughs) Anyway, I always felt like my younger and older sister got much more of, of my parents' attention because they were a lot more dramatic, and there was always some issue that my parents were helping them out with, and I was kinda quiet and... I moved to New York for college and I didn't really reach out to them a lot. And I remember one time when I came home visiting from college, my parents and I were out to eat and my dad was like, you know, we never worry about you. It's nice. And inside I was like, um, well, you should. But my parents just didn't know I needed them because I didn't tell them. Instead, I kept quiet and felt neglected inside because I'm like, they're my parents, right? They should know what I need. And I just kept a big chip on my shoulder. But holding on to those resentments don't make us feel any better, do they? When you align with your higher self, you know you're whole just by being you. Not by the parents or caregivers you have, not by your partner, not by your productivity in the world or any of that. Just being you is all you have to be. And when you remember that, you can more fully accept the people in your life that don't always get it right. And you begin to see them not by their flaws, but as other higher selves. You see and feel the love within them. You can connect to them beyond the role they play in your life, not as a mom, but as another soul on her own journey. 
You see her actions not from the perspective of a wound, but from the perspective of love. You can feel compassion for her humanness, her wounds, her lack of awareness about certain things, because you're also compassionate for your own humanness, your own wounds, and the places you still need to grow. Is it possible to express your feelings to your mom without judging her quote-unquote failings? Because it's from that place she will be more likely freed from her role and her defenses and will actually hear you. As we get older, we sort of hope our parents will change and be the people we always wanted them to be. But it doesn't work out like that. The truth is what we need from them needs to change. The love between you and your mom is beyond parent and child. It's beyond the roles you play. It's heart to heart. It's one higher self to another. I would encourage you to be more open about your feelings, but remember, there's nothing anyone can do to take away your wholeness. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for your podcast and for all the work you do. Um, your guidance has been so healing to me and so many others, and it is so appreciated, and you are so loved. It pertains to internalized misogyny and, I guess, relationships with women who tend to seek male validation more than I do. I've always had a really hard time trusting men due to some childhood trauma, so I tend to have very few straight male friends in my life. Um, most of my close relationships are usually with other women. I'm very much a girl's girl or queer men or non-binary people, but yeah, just never really many straight men in my life. I'm very happy with that. I've always had very little drama and I've always been really happy with the friendships and relationships that I have. I would say that a lot of my friends have similar values to me and kind of look at life through a similar lens. But recently, I've noticed that there are some personalities in my life that do have a bit more internalized misogyny that I'm than I'm used to seeing. At least I know we all do, and we're all constantly unlearning that. But um, I guess I've encountered some personalities where it's a bit more present, and I would like some help navigating that. One of my very close friends has been tweeting some really negative things about her current boyfriend's ex-girlfriend and just like really nasty things about her appearance. 
And it's turned me off from the friendship quite a lot. Um, it really hurts me when I see women being mean to other women. So I typically just avoid that. Um, but this was a friend who I didn't expect that from. So recently, her negativity towards other women has really been weighing heavily on me because it's making me question like little digs she's made at me throughout the years. And my partner also, he attends a more competitive academic institution. So some of his friends um, from his school have turned out to be a little bit more competitive, competitive towards me than I had expected and kind of made me feel outcasted when I first started hanging out with them. And I would go to, you know, events where lots of mutual friends were around. And whenever I would be talking to a guy or just trying to, like, navigate and fit in, um, with some of like the guys that I knew there, it seemed like they would always try to come up and pull him away from the conversation or like make little digs at me um, to kind of make me look bad. And it just really hurts me because I was never looking for validation or attention from those men. Like anyway, I was just trying to fit in and have people to talk to. And it really hurt to have that like pulled away from me, especially from other women who I'm usually so used to trusting. A lot of resentment now because it just never sits right with me when I see a woman put down other women for male validation. It's just like a huge pet peeve of mine. But I know that <laughs> I'm then being internally misogynistic if I am too harsh on them for that. So I don't really know how to navigate it. Um, I feel like I need to talk to my one friend about the way she's talking about her boyfriend's ex because it's just not appropriate and it's not making her look any more secure. And I don't really want to be associated with talking about other women that way. And also just explaining to my partner, like, why the way some of his friends' actions hurt so much. Um, so yeah, any guidance or advice you have on this would be really helpful. Trying to approach it with as much love as I can, but it's just frustrating to me because I just don't put male attention on very much of a pedestal and I can never picture myself putting other women down for that. And it's just really hard for me to understand and even be able to like be compassionate about um, so I would really like your advice on this. Thank you so much. As much as we try to avoid the aspects of this world we don't agree with and we don't like, we can never completely avoid them, right? Because we live on this earth and it's still very much a patriarchy. We can be friends with like-minded people, but we will be confronted with these things and challenged by them. It's a hard balance between being both aware of misogyny, for example, but also not being trapped by it and only seeing the world through those eyes. Because if you only see the world through those eyes, it's just not an enjoyable life. Like who wants to live in a world where you're constantly triggered by cis men when there are cis men everywhere? That's why it's so important to look at these as mental conditioning. Like you said, we're all in a different place in our unlearning and compassion comes when you're able to see that we all need healing. So cis straight men aren't the trigger because some cis straight men could be much more feminist than other women or gay men. When you focus on it as a mental conditioning, you stop making assumptions about where anyone is on their journey of unlearning according to how they identify or how they look. That way, you can walk down the street without judging every cis straight dude as a walking vessel of assholeness. 
And what's happened with your friend and these new women in your social circle is forcing you to confront this truth, right? I think it's really great of you to talk to your friend about her behavior on Twitter, not just because it's misogynistic, but because it's just mean and unworthy of her energy. Even if who she was talking about publicly wasn't a person who identified as a woman, I'd hope you'd help her realize that she doesn't need to put anyone down to feel good about herself. And when it comes to those other women at the parties, it's true, misogyny could be part of why they treated you that way. But they could also just be rude. Or maybe you just don't like their vibe. Just because you're a feminist doesn't mean you have to like all women. It doesn't mean you have to want to hang out with all women. We're all walking around with a lot of mental conditioning. It's never just one thing going on with people. It's all their wounds and trauma and insecurities from all sorts of experiences, from all sorts of paths. This behavior just really triggers you and feels particularly hurtful because of your trauma. And you've relied on women as being a safe space. But this is an opportunity not to box yourself in. There are safe spaces everywhere. And some people not being worth your time, it's it's just one encounter. There's so many wonderful people who will meet you at your level. So don't give this so much power. Nothing can take away your power because you are grounded by your higher self who you are beyond all the conditioning and the trauma and the triggers and all the bullshit judgment of this world. You are love. You bring love to every space you walk into. Just keep shining your light. You honestly sound like an angel, truthfully. Don't doubt yourself. And if certain situations don't bring out the best in you, then walk away. That's what boundaries are for. It's true your partner might not understand what it's like for you in those social situations, but there are going to be things about his experience you won't understand either. Just keep being honest and asking for what you need. You deserve nothing less. Hey, Bunny. Two months ago, my boyfriend and I of eight months broke up. Before him, I was in two emotionally abusive relationships where they cheated and left me for somebody else. I took a break from dating, went to therapy for once a week for a year and a half, and fully moved on from those relationships and healed those wounds. I was in a great place before I met my most recent ex, and the relationship at first was amazing. It was also my first healthy relationship, but as time went on, I started to see that he wasn't fully healthy within himself and hasn't done the work to heal from his past like I have. Before me, he was in three physically and emotionally abusive relationships where infidelity was involved, and he got an STD. He would talk about these women a lot and how much they have hurt him. I held a safe space for him to process these feelings, but it started to affect my mental health. I told him how this was affecting me, and he would stop talking about them for a while, but then they would come back up. He was also still in touch with two of these exes, but would was very adamant about how he was, quote-unquote, over them. As our relationship deepened, it really started to trigger him. He was getting night terrors, flashbacks, unexplained prostate pain, increased anxiety, depression, and pretty much every sign and symptom of PTSD from his past relationships. I told him that he really needs to see a therapist to process and work through these wounds. He agreed, but he never saw a therapist when we were together. 
He broke up with me because he has an internal wall up that's preventing him from feeling love for me. I've been having a hard time feeling like my love wasn't enough for him to seek help. And I'm also having a hard time not taking his words personally that he can't feel love for me, especially when our entire relationship, he was talking constantly about how much he loved these women and committed to these abusive relationships. But when it came to me, a very healthy and non-abusive woman, he was very hesitant about any type of commitment and left because he, quote unquote, couldn't feel love for me. My question for you today is how can someone fully love and commit in multiple abusive relationships, but have constant guards and walls up and run away from someone who has done a lot of work on themselves, is very healthy, supportive, and non-abusive? How can I stop taking his words, reasonings to end this relationship and him not seeking help from a therapist and working on the relationship with me personally? I also find myself that I'm comparing to his exes a lot. And I'm starting to feel like I was the problem because I wasn't enough and I'm unlovable, especially when he can love these women who completely destroyed him. Thank you so much for your help, and I love everything you do. When he told you he couldn't feel any love from you, it's not because you weren't giving it to him or it wasn't good enough. It's because he's a very unhealed understanding of what love actually is. So many people end up in abusive relationships because someone who was supposed to love them and someone they loved abused them. And so abuse became what they believe love looks like. So from his experience, these abusive relationships were loving, even though in reality, that is not what love actually is. It's very hard to recognize true love when you've never experienced it, especially at a young age. I don't know his history and I am not his therapist, but I can say that I'm so proud of how much you have healed and how aware you are and how much you love yourself and care about yourself. It's just so beautiful to see that. And I do think that this relationship, although it didn't work out how you wanted it to, is also part of your healing process. You have been giving him the love and care and understanding that you know you deserve from a partner and you know everyone deserves from their partners. And that practice of giving helped you see how powerful your love really is. You know, when you're in the cycle of abuse, it's really difficult to see outside of it. You know that. And how you break out of it is when you realize you're worthy of something better. He just hasn't broken out of that yet, and you couldn't do it for him. He had to do it for himself. I mean, he was still friends with his abusers. That's clearly a sign he has an attachment he isn't willing to let go of. And the more you pressed him about taking care of himself, the more afraid he became of your relationship because he didn't want to face those issues. I'm personally very thankful that this relationship has ended. I wish he would have gotten, and I still do wish that he gets, the healing that he deserves. But I'm glad that you can now move forward with your journey. This has absolutely nothing to do with you not being good enough. It has everything to do with him not feeling good enough. This might be unconscious. He might have 
other reasons in his head, but the fact that he refused to go to therapy is a sign that he's just not willing to see. These feelings you're having after the breakup are understandable because this breakup is also a triggering experience. Your other partners cheated on you, so it's easy to start comparing yourself to his exes and put the blame on yourself because of your past. But those are just your wounds talking. Your higher self knows the truth. You know the truth. It's okay to feel sad and grieve the expectations you had for this relationship. But I can tell you, I am very excited for your future. A door has opened for you. Walk through it and shine your light. Okay, the following question is from an email. Hi, thank you so much for creating this community. I have been stuck at a point in my life and I want to be able to make choices and love myself by listening to my higher self. In 2019, I was diagnosed with HIV. That diagnosis brought me a lot of anxiety, fear, insecurities, and made me feel disconnected from my own self-love. I met a guy in 2020 that turned into a one-year relationship. That relationship ended, but it was a crazy experience that left me very bruised and damaged. I believe I was in a relationship with someone with narcissistic personality disorder. Looking back, this person would make jokes in regards to my physical appearance. He was selfish. He gaslighted, cheated, and manipulated me. I saw some red flags at the beginning, but I fell for him because he wasn't all mean. He was sweet at times and made me feel loved and appreciated. I was very torn between thinking that I was the one unable to move from my problems and accused me of holding on to his past mistakes. He broke up with me and he had a new partner within weeks. The whole experience has left me in a lot of pain. I wish I could forget and stop thinking about my pain and problems. I have days where I love myself and other days when it's hours to get out of bed. How do I reach my higher self to help me heal and keep moving? I have the will, but the memories are there. Fear of the future gets here and I'm scared to open up and trust any future partners. Thank you very much. Oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry that this has been a challenging time for you. Breakups are hard. Illness is hard. It hurts. And feeling the pain for these things isn't something to be afraid of. Just because you feel hurt doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's temporary. All feelings are. Your higher self is who you are beyond your feelings and your thoughts. It's the space where feelings and thoughts happen. It's the container that's always holding you in love. When you are really caught up in your feelings, it's difficult to have any space around them and connecting to the awareness of your higher self actually takes practice. We cannot just sit in our apartments and expect our higher selves to take over our lives without doing the practice. So what does your higher self practice look like? I heard this really great metaphor once about how we connect to the love within us. Electricity, electrical energy, is actually all around us and even in our bodies. But we as humans learn how to harness that energy into a closed circuit like wires or a lamp to make light. Think of love as an energy all around you like electricity. But in order to access it, you need a closed circuit, a place to charge up and turn on the light. That could be a number of different activities or non-activity like getting quiet in meditation. A breakup is a wonderful opportunity to spend some time getting to know how you can channel in. 
What would that look like in your life? What new things can you bring to your life to nurture that connection? We will all go through times in our lives that seem harder than other times, and we will all go through periods that feel super happy. And this is all true in a relative reality. But there is a higher reality that is untouched by the ups and downs of life. It just is. And that is our higher selves. Higher selves are eternal love. Our spirit, our true selves. Where we are completely whole right now in this moment. But we only come into that awareness if we're willing to show up. Sometimes though it happens spontaneously. You might be on a walk and... Feel the sun shining on you through the trees and you just feel this inner peace, this love. That's higher self. Sometimes you could be working on art, painting a picture, and you're so present in your work that you're not thinking about the past. You're not cut up in how it's going to turn out. You're just in the flow. That's higher self moving through you. But we can't just hope that we feel that touch of grace. We have to show up for it. Sometimes it takes something sad in our lives for us to realize we can't just depend on what happens in our life to give us joy and self-love because then we will always be at the mercy of what happens. It's okay to be affected by what happens. It's okay to have feelings, but there's more going on than that. You are more than that. With time, babe, I promise this pain will pass. As you work on discovering more ways to connect to higher self, here's a little writing practice I think could help initiate it. I want you to write a letter to yourself from your higher self. And I want that to be a love letter with all the ways your higher self is proud of you, all the ways you have grown, how courageous you are, how kind and caring and thoughtful you are, how you need to be patient, and compassionate with yourself, how worthy you are of loving and honest relationships, and how you have a beautiful life ahead of you, full of joy, inner peace, and abundance. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for being here and sharing and sending your questions and listening and being part of this community. I'm really, really feeling the love. Remember this weekend, if Valentine's Day is triggering you, if you're having feelings, like that's totally understandable. But remember, it's it's not real, right? That's just your ego talking. In truth, there is no lack of love. It's all within you. And you absolutely deserve to celebrate that because it's it's beautiful. It's incredible. And it's who you are. And you're amazing. So keep that in mind, okay? Don't get too caught up in those fears and judgments. All right. I'll see you next week. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. See ya. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 